what's up everyone? This is Jesse AHS. I am your host of this podcast, the Heart Guy Media Podcast. And we have a uh, new episode right now. And it's going to be with uh, Charles Beekner of Doom Tunes, a local, uh, I guess it's a clothing company and uh, art project of uh, young Charles Beekner, a uh, local artist here in Syracuse, New York. So uh, I hope everyone enjoys uh, this episode. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Charles Beekner. Did I say that the last name right? Yeah, that was correct. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, so, Doom Tunes. Yes. Tell Sorry. me tell me everything. All right. So, it started off in 2017 when I was actually in cosmetology school because uh, I've been drawing my entire life, but never well. So, <laughs> I started off with a couple just sketches that I thought were kind of cool, and I was just like, eh, let's just maybe try putting the stuff on shirts because I follow just so many, like, bands and artists that have had like their own clothing companies and stuff like yeah. that my father has a clothing company so i was like eh, let's give it a shot and i just did my first design my first one ever was a uh, this it came out so terrible it was this squid and like the colors didn't come out right and i paid a hundred dollars for eight shirts i got oh, totally jesus ripped off. christ but people still bought them and it was like it was one of the worst things I've probably ever put out. <laughs> and of course it was my first shirt so like i go to the place to pick them up and like yeah everything's done and I pull them out of the box. It's all the wrong colors. <laughs> all the wrong sizes. They gave me like extra smalls and triple XLs. Oh, my God. I was just going to sell them to the girls at my college school, so like none of them were the right sizes. <laughs> but people still bought them. But, so I went from there, and I was like, oh, man, I don't even want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> Cause I was yeah, just, that's oh. a deflating first outing. I was like, that's, that's a great first try. And then I tried them again. Um, I'm not going to name the place just because I don't want to do that. But... <laughs> So I tried them one more time. I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. They do the same thing again. So I gave them this. Uh, it was like a ghost and a brain and um, design, and, like, it was really simple and uh, just floating. And I gave it to them, and I asked them to box everything out so it would kind of be, like, a nice framed look. Right, right. They didn't do that. <laughs> they had no communication with me whatsoever. And, I, and, you know, I just I did that, and then I picked them up two weeks later. They were, they were so late. They were supposed to be done in three days because it was such a small order. It was like 20 shirts. So I was like, okay, let's just go pick them up. Wrong sizes again. Jesus Christ. They, they didn't frame them. They didn't do anything <laughs> right. And they almost looked like, even though it was like white and black only, like it looked muddy somehow. Like the colors, just the, the white and the black did not look good at all. It looked so cheap. But I, I sold about half of them. <laughs> And because I think people were just buying them out of pity at that point. I was, it was horrible. So then I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with these guys. So then I went to here's where I'm gonna plug my favorite person ever, Aaron Jenkins at the Black Art Studios. He does an excellent job. The way I got into him is because I was just so sick of dealing with these people that were just ripping me off, and I was paying so much money for these garbage shirts. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's try this guy because um, a buddy of mine got his merch from them. He was in a he's in a band called wasn't a band called Bleak, and they were uh, pretty popular around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. 
and one of my favorite bands of all time actually because I just think they're so fucking tight yeah sound great and there's a lot of great inspirations into that band but um so I, I called him up and uh, he said yeah we could totally work something out so go to him I had this like mad scientist drawing that I had done like probably months before that honestly should have been my first design because the other ones were so weak you gotta, you gotta have those yeah, rough no, first outings they were so though. rough though <laughs> and um so I called him up and I did an order of 35 absolutely flawless they look great and I sold out within two months so that was really awesome nice so that's kind of how it like started because when I was in college school like uh I just sold them to like people there and like I even like sold them to like uh, frequent customers of the uh, school so it was kind of cool that's kind of how I got into it now at what point did you realize that you had uh, like enough artistic talent you're like I could draw shit well, I never and really <laughs> truthfully I never really had enough because honestly like no you well you do now because yeah, I, your I shit's now, good yeah thank you now it definitely is a lot better but when I started off I honestly shouldn't have been putting it on shirts yet because it was just so rough and like now, like, I'm at that point where, like, I can frame my stuff, I can make it, like, look more... But did you always, like, were you always, like, a doodler? Did you always draw? Yeah, I, I always have drawn since I was a kid, because I was always into that, because, like, I tried music, and, like, I was terrible at it, and <laughs> I still try to this day. And Me too, uh, that's why I was a singer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's, it's a futile effort for me yeah. at this point, <laughs> but I'll still try, goddammit. But, so, you know, I was just, I was just okay drawing is something I do a lot let's try to actually get good at the, of, the, of it and I would draw anime forever and then I luckily got out of that yeah. God. <laughs> and then I got into the thing that got me most into drawing was like tattoo artwork yeah, so yeah. like early in the beginning I was like okay I want to do um, new school tattoos which is like the really like Disney looking like creatures and like you know cartoons and stuff like that I just loved it and then probably like after six months of doing it I was kind of growing out of it and kind of developing my own style so I was like okay let's try to get something that's a little bit more I can call my own and not like really be just like copying essentially like my favorite artists right. and stuff like that at the time so I kind of got out of that and started doing like a lot more um focusing on stuff that I knew I could do okay mm -hmm. like skulls so as you've probably seen I yeah, draw yeah. probably six skulls a day yeah like, so it's kind of the centerpieces of most of my work and it's uh, I can do them multiple different ways, so it's a lot easier for me to do that. And I yeah. just, so I just kind of went with that and just kept on practicing and just kind of looking up like you know a skeletons and stuff. Just yeah. To, like, get like better ideas. So there's like a there's like a definite horror element. Yeah, definitely horror too. element. But the, the what I want to do is like I want to make my stuff almost like how Blackcraft Cult does their stuff. You know, it has that like really sharp look to it. It's you know it's I'm not going to say edgy, but, you know, it has that darker look to it. But yeah, I yeah. want it to be accessible to more people. Yeah. So that's kind of where I came up with Doom Tunes because it's creepy, but it's it's a freaking cartoon. You're not game. like, burn a fucking yeah, church. No, yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> that's the stuff I think is so cheesy. Like, that stay lit stuff and, like, it's a burning church, stuff like that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, like, funny, but I never want to do that. I don't ever want to put, like, pentagrams on my stuff. It's just so overdone. Like, I put a lot of crosses mm. on my characters or X's, but I would never do, like, an upside-down cross or anything like that because I'm just... I'm not looking to be that edgy dude. Well, I just, well that stuff's so, like, uh, for clothing com yeah. companies now, it's so played out. Because I can't tell you how many companies, and it's kind of funny because, like, I'll see these companies follow me and unfollow me all the time because, like, like multiple times but by the same person because they have, like, those bots that, like, yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. It would be like, so-and-so cult apparel just followed you because, like, every one of those companies now has cult in the name yeah. or, like, oh, something yeah. in the name and, like... 
you know, it just gets so old after a while. You just see like the same stuff. And I'm not saying those people aren't doing a good job because a lot of those people are putting out quality shirts. No, it's just like, not what you it's just want. Over, yeah, yeah. I just feel like it was overdone. So what I want to do is do something that's a little bit different and more accessible to people. It definitely has like an accessibility to it too, where yeah. it's uh, it's it's playful because they are like, and I love the name too, Thank Doom you. Tunes. Yeah. yeah. So like it's. It's almost playful, but at the same time, like I love the like the Nosferatu riff. Thank you. Yeah, like yeah. that one's amazing. I think Thank that might one be one of my favorite ones that I've Thank seen. Uh, but at the same time, like it is like darker, like yeah, it's a lot of like darker like, imagery because yeah. like you know, a lot of my characters like I, I draw them with like face tattoos and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Just like you know, just stuff to make them look different. Yeah. And, like I like to think I kind of have like a Tim Burton-y kind of style. That's what I've been told, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, what you told? No, I can definitely see that like, for sure. Definitely, I wouldn't say drawing-wise, but I guess style-wise yeah. a little bit. Um, as far as the aesthetic yeah, goes. Yeah, as far as the aesthetic goes, I would definitely say that. But um, So what? at what point did you... Now, obviously, like I, like we discussed, there's like a horror element to it. Yeah. Now, what was your first, like... And this is like a... I mean, we talk mainly about like horror movies, yeah. but we also... We don't, don't want to ever limit this podcast to just that. Yeah. So, like, we talk about, like... 80s action movies like we talk about like so many different things oh yeah it'll always revert back to horror because like a small group of my friends and I we all go to like horror conventions yeah those are awesome yeah I love those yeah and one of the things like uh, just to kind of go off of that is uh, 80s horror movies and 80s action movies in general very much inspired me. It was the it's the golden age of cinema. Oh yeah, like for me, that's my favorite because that's what my parents raised me on. Like I was yeah. watching RoboCop, I was watching Alien, I was see watching that's all those. that's what I love because I've encountered. You're how old? I'm twenty. You're twenty. Yeah. So I, even me, someone who grew up yeah. in the early nineties, so I'm gonna be thirty soon. Yeah. So it's funny because I've had people. You know, you've got to ha- you've had to have had this too. Yeah. Because we live in such a world of like what's that or I have never heard of that or even the kids that do know it that try to debunk you know, knowing or liking oh, yeah, certain things yeah. I remember being Hipsters. like yes I remember being 12 years old yeah. and wearing a Ramon shirt to school yeah. and someone some older guy he was an older guy that like yeah. was working at the school and he's just like you don't know the Ramones they were broken up before you were even born I was like that well, that means number, number one no they weren't two yeah. he's like well have you ever seen them uh, no dude I'm 12 yeah like, exactly <laughs> and it's funny how people are like want to hold that stuff I understand wanting to hold stuff close to your vest yeah like want your, they're your band or it's yeah, your yeah, movie exactly. or whatever but I love that like there's still those movies and it's I think it's the only it really is one of the only decades for like film and and a lot of music I mean 70s yes. music too but mainly 80s music and movies they keep Golden they age. keep carrying over yeah. Like you said, you're raised on movies like RoboCop. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Those right. movies are so well done that they'll never die. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if I you, and if you or I ever have Spawn... Oh, yeah, which I hope. Yeah. <laughs> See, I could never do it. I had a hamster. Oh, really? And the poor thing... Did she go well? Well, no, it went great. It went like, great. she had a great life, but... Hamsters only live eighteen months. Oh yeah, and you got to deal with them dying, and it's the most—it's the worst thing in the world. And Kids, you got to at least have them last for eighteen years. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. Then you get that they're on their own. Yeah, it's their own. <laughs> a lot different. But they'll—it'll those movies just keep getting passed down. No, oh, yeah. and you see going to like horror conventions too. You see people that are getting, you know, Peter Weller signing a RoboCop poster, oh, yeah. or like you know, you know, 
uh, Kane Hodder signing a Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven poster. These oh, yeah. movies and these this genre specifically, when you talk, because mm-hmm. they're different, but they're all incorporated. Yeah, they all come back together. Yeah, like all those movies, all the '80s action movies, all the '80s horror movies or slashers, everything like they all come together at some point because they all have a very specific style. Yeah, they have like the extensive gore and like the blood splattering like it was just insane back then they were just pouring those that fake blood on everything yeah I know like no matter what type of movie it was it could be a romance for all you care and at the same time though they had good stories too. great stories like the story right. of Robocop granted the sequels you know everything kind of goes downhill fast y- yeah but yeah. they're still fun like you exactly still, you still watch those movies and especially when you're a kid like, because I, I watched those when I was a kid, you just look at everything so little differently. Like, you could be watching one of the worst movies ever, but if it's fun and it's explosive, you're just going to That's all oh, that this matters. This is a great memory. Is it, with a lot of, like, 80s horror movies, like the yeah. lower budget B and C movies, yeah. it's not about, is this a good movie or a bad movie? Is it, it's, is it keeping me entertained? Exactly, which is what I loved about them, because, like, when you're a child, you have the attention span of a fly. Yeah, yeah. And those movies, like, just seeing constantly, like, oh my god, his head just blew off. That was amazing. Yeah. And, like, so, and how many times do you see a movie when you're really young, you're like, "Oh, I fucking love that movie," and then you put it on, and you're like, "Oh, this yeah. movie's really bad, but this I love the nos- yeah. I love the nostalgic factor." Of like it. one of my favorite movies is the Judge Dread, um, oh, the one with yes, Stallone, the, yeah, the one with Stallone, and oh my god, it is so. <laughs> Judge Dread's one of my favorite comic series of all time, and like it's just so amazing, so ultra violent, so crazy, and like the story writing is just bonkers, but like watching those. Like just watching that movie is just so hilarious because like it, it's nothing like the comics. Yeah, it's nothing that's like, what I've heard. But it's it's so great though. I love it because like he's just a hilarious take on it because it's it's him. It's Sloan at the end of the day. Right, so you right. just keep on thinking like, oh, that's Rambo playing Judge Dredd. It's hilarious. It would have been interesting but, if they cast Ar- Arnold instead of like I Dolph Lundgren oh as like the Punisher or like yeah. it's because Arnold's never lost the voice no matter no, what. No, never. You'd be like, okay, you were born in, in North Dakota. Yeah. Both of your parents speak like they're from North Dakota, but you still have a, an Austrian accent. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. But, but yeah, like. I love all those old movies, especially you know Judge Dredd, RoboCop, Alien. Alien is probably my favorite, like sci-fi. Yeah, Aliens. Because uh, um, that's that's especially I would say what kind of got me into horror was Alien. Because uh, I remember the first memory I ever have of Aliens. I was a child. I had a nightmare, and I went into my parents' room. And my mom watches horror movies all the time. Yeah, that's how she got me into them. But originally, I was horrified of them. I used to make her take all the. VHSs or DVDs that had like the horror covers and make them turn them around and yeah. then I would walk by them I was so paranoid by everything <laughs> like that so I walk into their room in the middle of the night and I'm like oh, I had a nightmare blah 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 and I walk in and it's the chest buster scene from Alien I've never seen anything <laughs> that violent I've never seen anything like that and I just see that burst out of the chest and I just run screaming <laughs> just all the way downstairs it was on the third story I'm just running downstairs and I just hide in the kitchen I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> I was so horrified by that one scene, and then like three years later, it's my favorite movie. Yeah, ever. that's a Alien, such a landmark film in that you can't. It's so hard to pigeonhole it into oh, either yeah. sci-fi or horror because yeah, it, it does so many. Different it spans things. Yeah. like the first part of it is is like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, and then when you get introduced to the actual Alien, and you have these things fucking bursting yeah, out of their chest, and hiding thing. through most of that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of showing stuff, which is one of the great things about those types of movies. When the, the creature, the alien, is hiding for most of it, and then when he attacks, it's so much more scary. Yeah, because you and don't fucking know what's that. Happen. Almost, they almost took like that. The way you know they're running, they're hiding from the alien. Yeah, that was almost that was very similar to how Halloween was. Oh you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? That yeah, whole like, stalker 
slasher element. Yeah, you'd be running away like at the speed of light, and then you look behind him, he's just strutting behind you. Yeah. Just like ready to knife you in the head. Like, yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. But so, I love it. So, have you, at what point did you see, did you, did you notice that there's like a, before you like actually decided to launch Doom Tunes? Yeah. Did you, did you know that there was an actual like, I don't know if I want to say market, but like there was a, a crowd for it because I think until I, I've kind of been like in my own world the last like ten years until like probably like the last few to realize that there really is like an all expanding like market I guess you could say because there's so many Instagrams yeah. with so many people doing this you know where at what point did you say like not only is this something I want to do yeah. because I mean you just want that artistic output yeah exactly here's when I kind of realized it is like. So, like, you know, growing up, I was into, like, the metalcore scene and all the scene kid shit and all that mm. all that stuff. And, you know, like, it, the metal as a whole genre is like every other genre. It gets oversaturated eventually. And, like, every band, like, after, like, the golden age of, like, a certain metalcore year or something like that mm-hmm. just tries to copy that band and everything like that. Yeah. And I think it's very similar when it comes to t-shirt companies, especially now. Because now every, any metalcore band, any hardcore band you hear, they're trying to play, like, their favorite bands. And now with every shirt company you see now, you see, like, you know, what I was saying with Black Art of Cult, anything that's trying to be alternative like that, everything is like, hey, pentagram, oh, look, it's Jesus, and he's hung up on a cross, and yeah. he's, like, bleeding out of his eyeballs. Like, <laughs> and we have you know, Cult at the end of our name, too. Yeah, yeah, like, it, everything just is trying to copy the other thing. And while a lot of my inspiration is heavily inspired by, you know, um, for the t-shirt business aspect of it is... Um, Oliver Sykes from Bring Me the Horizons drop drop dead clothing line mm. back in the day when it was so cool and it was like the neon like monsters and the like, characters he had I loved that and I he was kind of a big inspiration for me to do that because I was like okay I love the stuff he does I want to be able to do that too because like he was like I, I know it's Bring Me the Horizon people are probably gonna shit on me for that but I used see, to love him I used to love him see I'll tell you what I. I still like, and if I'm at the going to the gym, I'll still throw on, I'll st- still throw on season? season suicide. Yeah, season. you got it. You can pray for plays. You know, yeah. you, just, you kind of got to, but like you know, you know, you, you are a product of what you listen to when you were growing up, and like that's definitely what I listen to a lot. And I, I listened to even you know '60s and '50s and '70s music, all yeah. that jazz, and heavily in, uh, was into '80s pop and synth music. That's where I think a lot of the uh, kind of. I don't know, elitism comes into, like, more scenistic. I don't know if yeah. that's a word, but yeah. it, it is today. Yeah. Um, scenistic, like, metal, hardcore, metalcore, yeah. screamo. There's all so the different s- cores and scenes and everything like all that. All that stuff is more like a lot of these kids and and being being in bands and trying to, like, get bands going and things like yeah. that. I've noticed that the, a lot of people don't have roots yeah exactly you know they're like we i listen to the things i've listened to for the last five years okay well are you a black sabbath fan yeah uh well no not yeah. really like they, they don't listen to anything but that yeah they don't listen to anything outside their time period yeah but, but with me i've listened to everything because like my father you know was a vocalist of a hardcore band and my mother you know was a you know she loved 80s music and pop music so i listened to both those yeah so i was listening to real chili peppers depeche mode and stuff like that with my mom and then like you know my dad like would play like you know hardcore bands you know just anything from the 90s and stuff like that yeah and uh you know they would both listen to the same thing too so like i would hear my dad would end up showing me like old school music and my mom would show me some hardcore bands that she likes so, you know, they would always be showing me things that they see liked. that's it's it's interesting yeah. because you're now 
you're tw- you're 20 yeah. so and it's cool to hear like hey my my dad showed me like heavier music oh yeah see my dad showed me like heavy music but it wasn't like yeah. it was the older heavy music because oh, he yeah, was exactly. a, a product he was a teenager in the 70s yeah, of course so that's cool to hear i love that's cool to hear like you know yeah. a 20 year old guy saying well my dad actually introduced yeah. me to it that's it's all coming exactly, forward yeah. now, you and, know what I mean? And even my mom, she got me super into, like, my both my parents, you know, showing music, but, like, my mom got me super into punk early on, too. So, like, like legit punk, like Black Flag, Misfits, you know? Yeah. Uh, Minor Threat, those guys, like, and I remember as a kid loving those. Like, I thought that stuff was awesome. I read listening to that shit in Green Day. Yeah. You know, like, as yeah. a kid, and, like, Green Day was considered punk, which is BS. But, <laughs> you know, but, so, like, all that stuff, you know, it just kind of, going back to the topic about like the oversaturation of like t-shirts and stuff and d- different t-shirt companies and like copying each other what what made me want to do it is I had drawings people were enjoying them I knew that they needed to be much better though so what I thought is the more unique I can make my style the more unique I can make my shirt company so what I did is day after day practice got better materials upgraded the paper I was using which actually is very important like when you're using markers and stuff like that upgraded like the markers I was using because I was using like just shitty sharpies that would run out after one drawing yeah and then I moved out the copics which are eight dollars a damn marker so Jesus. you know it just gets crazy but you know so what I did is I, I I worked as hard as I could got my stuff as best as I could get it until until the point I could actually be happy with it because mm. I hate a lot of my old artwork like I I delete a lot of it all the old stuff and like which is kind of a bad thing in itself because it is always good to remember what you've done but like what I want to show is what I think is best mm. so like that's what I try to put out it's almost day. like being it when you're in those be, those first bands that you're in yeah like you and then you're like, hear your you're like oh no no yeah, one's no, hearing that no. shit no one ever wants to hear my deathcore band <laughs> when I was 13 and even like no even like uh, I remember throwing out lyric books back when yeah. my bands were active and I'd throw out my lyric book yeah. and then like years later I was like Fuck, there's probably some decent stuff. Yeah, in there. probably yeah, exactly. should. Yeah. yeah, like I, I've definitely done stuff in the past. Like I definitely enjoy, but like the past six months, I would say I think it was my strongest. Like I, and that's in the past six months, and I've been doing it for a year and about a year now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I definitely think the happier you are with something, the better it's going to do because yeah. you're going to feel more confident putting it out. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like, the first four t-shirt designs I did, I was I was very nervous. I was very anxious because I have a lot of anxiety and stuff like that so I was like always like oh it's just gonna bomb and I'm not gonna want to quit because you know there are points when you do anything creative that are gonna suck and you're gonna be like okay the show did not go well I don't want to do this right right I don't want to do outings I don't want to try and do online sales and stuff like that but the key is is like getting over yourself and stop being a wimp about it and just like sucking it up and just keep on doing it and just practicing what you love and remembering that you started for a reason yeah and then continuing that because if you just give up and you're like, ah, it's too hard, like, that's just stupid. Ne- never just, you know, give No, I mean, everything, it. if you're going to do something just because you hit, you know, hit those road bumps, yeah. you can't throw in the towel. Yeah, you can't because, like, you started it for a reason. Keep on doing it for that reason because mm. you're going to get those feelings back that, like, oh, my God, that was amazing. I can't believe I just sold that many shirts or I can't believe someone bought my first original. The moment I knew I wanted to continue it, especially, was when I sold my first original drawing because, like, never sold anything original besides the t-shirts and stuff like that and like because never I never really felt like people were like super into the actual artwork I knew people were into the shirts but I wasn't really sure how people felt about the artwork and I was doing um, the Black Mass show that Jamie Santos hosted at um, the Palace Theater on mm-hmm. Halloween and I sold my first uh, original ever and it was actually kind of the one that um, 
kind of got me into doing uh, the shirts even more was because it was probably my strongest design. It was the pre-shirt I've done. Mm-hmm. It was the original yeah, pre-shirt. Yeah. And I sold that, and I would, it blew my mind. I was, like, hugging the dude. I was like, dude, thank you so much. I can't yeah, believe yeah. you even did this. Like, I was freaking out because, like, I never thought anyone wanted to buy my stuff like or, like, the art part of it. Yeah. Because... You know, merch is easy to sell. Like, T-shirts and stuff, that's a lot easier than selling. Because you almost have, like, a, a dual product where, like, yeah. even if your band sucks, yeah. I I can't tell you how many times people that are, like, I've watched people not watch a band. Yeah. Or even roll up in there before the band played, and they're like, well, I've never seen this band before, but I like that shirt. Can I get exactly. that? Exactly. And that's, like, strong merch is the best thing you can ever have. Oh, no matter what you do. Like, you could be a garbage, yeah. like, deathcore band, <laughs> yeah. but if you got, like, a sick-ass tee where, oh, like, yeah. some dude's getting ripped apart, you're going to want to buy it. Oh, it's yeah. cool stuff if you're into that. But, like, so th- that was definitely kind of like, okay, people definitely dig the artwork aspect of it at least a little bit mm. so that's kind of when i even put more effort into it and taking more time on pieces and stuff like that so just that without with that push i was definitely able to move forward and like do a lot more stuff and the reason why it meant so much to me as well is because i was in an art gallery where i was definitely the the absolute worst because everyone's work in there was fantastic i couldn't believe the people i was even surrounded by it. now is that just your point of view that is my that, point of view. That's your point of that view. That is my point of view. So in your eyes, you felt like you were the weakest link in oh, the I was, studio. I was definitely the weakest link. Because, like, these people, their artwork was worth, like, to me, thousands of dollars. And, like, I'm just here, like, hi, I draw cartoons. Would you like to buy a piece? And, like, there's people who, like, do this painting. It's like, oh, my God, dude, how'd you do that painting? Like, oh, it took me uh, three months and uh, 8,000 man hours. And I'm just like, oh, I just took a half hour in, in my room. Like, oh, nice. And, like, oh, yeah, God. Just like, so I just, I felt like a little kid in a room full of adults. I was just like, what's up, guys? <laughs> Do you like it? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I've always been like, I'm very self-critical on my stuff, and I think that's a good thing. And, I think anybody, ass too. yeah, anybody who creates anything and puts it out there for others to see yeah. is always going to be critical. Definitely. But, but, like, the people I was with, like, Jamie Santos is, like, one of my favorite artists in all of Syracuse. I think her work is absolutely phenomenal. Does she still tattoo at Yeah, she still ta- uh, she tattoos at Timeless Tattoo. Timeless, She's okay. amazing. Go to her. She does a great job. But, um, yeah, you know, just her work especially and just her appreciating my stuff and liking it definitely helped me as well. Mm-hmm. Because, like, having someone you respect so much say that they like your work, like, Oh, it just makes you yeah, so that's happy. Yeah, that's the ultimate, like... Uh, yeah, like, I was screaming internally. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Like, it's, it's such a great feeling. And, you know, when, when just anyone you... Like, even when you see someone that you like on Instagram, like, that you follow, and, like, you're liking their posts, like, as soon as they post something, like, it's so cool, like, if they eventually like your stuff. Like, that's really neat to me. Like, yeah. Even though it's, like, a little thing, like, you know... At the it, end of the day, it's just a pressing a button, but like it, it can mean a lot to me, especially. Oh if yeah, like it's my favorite artist. I mean, and that's where I think people get muddy, muddy in the waters, where they're like, "Oh, everything's about likes and this and that." Yeah, that's why I like Instagram as opposed to any other social media. Yeah, I like hate Facebook. But I, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I I had to, <laughs> dude. I after having it for years, and it was mostly to push my own brands. Whether yeah, yeah. I was doing like a t-shirt venture, or a band, yeah. or whatever, and now the podcast. Yeah. I. Around the election last year, I axed it. Oh yeah, no. I was like, I was completely done with. Facebook. I have, I have essentially been off of Facebook for like the last, uh, probably six months. I would say, and I'm not even like off it because like I'll post my artwork and stuff, but like mm-hmm. that's it because 
I even have a Facebook page for Doom Tunes, but like honestly, it's so I'm, negative. On there. With not everything. even negative. I'm not saying like people are like posting like, "Oh, this is garbage." Or no, 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 not that. Like, I mean, just like Facebook the, feeds are so negative. Yes, like, yes I don't want to yes. go on Facebook and see like you know pictures of dead people and stuff like that, and like people sharing like you know all this negative stuff. I don't want to see that stuff when I get on Facebook. And people like. I mean, not to get the last thing I want to do on this podcast is get political. But, yeah, but like uh, people you just have like stuff. people on on both. I remember having an epiphany, yeah. and I only had it to follow like like a few sports teams that I yeah. keep up with, like horror conventions, exactly, yeah. and things like and bands. Yeah, and it got to a point where like there is no middle ground down there. Yeah, no. Everybody on this side hates everybody on this side, and neither one of them have clear points. So I was just like, I was like, I gotta get out. Yeah, no, exactly, like. Where Instagram, I feel like it's less of a, a podium for someone to bitch. You can cater it a lot more to what you yes, like. Like, when exactly. I get on there, I follow nothing political. I follow nothing negative. I follow nothing like that. I'm following my favorite artists, liking the shit out of their stuff, all my friends who are posting great work, all, like, the local companies. Yeah, like yeah. my buddy Lark Humongous and my buddy um, uh, Black Cat Pins, or uh, Black Cat Co., my bad. Uh, they do a great job. They're phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I just, I like going on there and seeing what people are creating because, like, that inspires me to do even more stuff because, mm-hmm. like, the amount of artwork that is on Instagram is, is insane. Yeah, it's there's a and, lot. And the amount of artists that are so good but are not found out until like later on or like that just quit because they're not getting enough followers, it's insane. I follow so many amazing people who I'm like, you should be making millions of dollars. Why are you not? Like, <laughs> it's and that's the sad part. Yeah, uh, and that's the sad part of everything, too. Is and it's the same thing with, you oh, know, yeah. you talk about music and, and movies yeah. and things like that. It's these people where if you don't if you don't have, you know, the bot farms overseas that are oh, friggin' yeah, like yeah, no. requesting all your people. They're saying good work on yeah. random ass <laughs> shit. Like, it's just so stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen people like post. I mean, it, it's terrible. It's funny. But then I realize how terrible it is. People yeah. like posting like relatives or friends that have passed away. Mm-hmm. And some bots like great pick thumbs oh, yeah. up. Oh my, it's, it's terrible! Like, you fucking st- there's like <laughs> get rid of the fake bots. Or Stop. Like, my little dog Oreo passed away. Nice picture. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's fucking so like morbid. It's horrible. It's 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 horrible. But it's like you said. There's so many like there's so much talent out there that's undiscovered because oh, yeah. these people are just relying on you know the little area that they are. No, like they pay like a few hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Like these. Boss just get them thousands of followers and followers. Like, and granted, they can be real, but like half the time it's just fake. And, yeah, yeah. And that's like such a problem is because a lot of those people who are not getting found and stuff like that, if they don't see anything like, you know, coming to them, like, you know, getting commission offers or like getting like, you know, job offers for like doing work or anything like that or art shows, they're not going to want to do it anymore. Yeah. If, you, if no one's liking your stuff and if no one's following you in such a digital age today, you're, it's going to, it's going to upset you because you're going to feel like, okay, no one gives a shit because yeah. this is all people care to look on mm-hmm. and if no one's liking my stuff why would I do it yeah. and a lot of people think like that and it's hard because it's understandable to think that way okay oh, I, I got five likes on this what am I gonna do yeah, yeah. delete the page like, yeah. you know cause I tried doing Instagram like when I was like younger and starting off and I should not have but um <laughs> Because, again, like, you know, I was learning and everything like that, but, like, you know, I just wasn't really posting good work, and it was discouraging, you know, because I was like, eh, you know, it's just not really working out. And that was dumb because I was younger and I wasn't really thinking about it. But, like, now I started heavily focusing on it last year when I started back up, you know, when I made the brand and everything like that. Yeah. And it just kind of went off from there because, like, and I just I just pushed it. Like, you know, I made sure hashtag the crap out of stuff and, like, 
but I, I never like you know sold out or did anything like crazy like, right, you know, right. I, I don't go online and buy like a $500 package to get like a million followers or anything yeah, like that because yeah. like, you can do that kind of yeah, stuff and it's yeah. ridiculous and for the people who do it, you know, good for you. But otherwise, you know, it's just it's just fake likes at the end of the day and fake actual fans. Yeah, it's a and it's the it's funny. I've seen like uh, like smaller podcasts that have been around around the same time as this podcast has been yeah. around. and They have fourteen thousand followers. Yeah, and, and you know like, they're just fake. listen, pal. Yeah, yeah. No, that that ain't <laughs> yeah. real. That yeah, ain't real. which uh, but that's the whole thing is you you want to get it out to as many people as possible. Oh yeah, like paid advertisements. That's good. Right. That's, that's solid stuff. You're actually paying for something and you're catering it to. The audience that you want to find, as so. opposed to paying to just have the perception yeah. that you have a lot of fans. yeah, paying someone to use your account to comment and like random stuff yeah. that you would never like exactly like yeah, it's just it's ridiculous the kind of stuff that comes out of it. But at what point did you do you think uh, you were like now? Now is this something? I, I guess a better question is this something you want to pursue to its its fullest extent do you want to oh yeah i want i want to turn this into the next black yeah, craft call your like end goal is to make this a, a a job something that pays the bills yep you know i i always know that like because i'm a hairdresser and mm-hmm. that's what i love doing i think it's a great job i actually have a passion for it because my mother's a hairdresser and my uncle's a barber and you know i just have that background so mm-hmm. it's in my blood and i love doing that but it, my my goal in life and this is you know obviously way down the road but i like to plan ahead and I think it would be really cool to eventually, um, like one of my favorite artists, Bailey Illustrations, he's amazing. Check his work out if you haven't. And um, he tattoos his own work. He doesn't tattoo anything he doesn't want to do. And he tattoos all of his own work. He has his own t-shirt line, everything like that. It's, his work's amazing. And I strive to be that eventually, like where I can be selling shirts every other week, where I'm just where I can make enough off the shirts to actually, like, maybe pay some bills and stuff like that. Right, right. Because right now I don't touch the Doom, the, any of the money I make with Doom Tunes. I, I keep it all safe, and I don't touch it, and I just use it for either buying new shirts, buying prints, stuff like that. I think that's the best way to do so it. So you're smart with it. Yeah, yeah. Good, because, good. Well, because, like, I've seen people who have, like, you know, they, like, start up, like, T-shirt companies, and, like, they just, you know, blow it all away. It sucks because, like, if they have a great idea, but they blow it away, you know, it sucks. Cause, yeah. Because like, they could have been great, but if you're just wasting the money... If, you do, if you're not putting it back in... Yeah. I get, like, maybe taking, like, a little bit at the beginning, but me, I just... I don't want to touch any of it. I just want it all to be going back into it until I can actually make a profit off of it and feel comfortable taking it. Because right now, i just rather get the shirts to be the best quality that they can and having my content be the best that it can because that's what's most important to me at the end of the day is that people are actually enjoying the work I put out mm. and like are excited about the shirts and are pre-ordering the stuff and what I would like to do eventually is be able to do hairdressing halfway like through a week and then the other half of the week I would love to eventually do a tattoo apprenticeship that would eventually lead to me tattooing my own work because so, since I like to think I have a kind of my own style which I really don't because you know I, I'm just drawing skeletons and you know little monsters and stuff like that and they're thousands of people that do that but mm-hmm. i like to think i have my own kind of style your own and, your own signature yeah, on my, the style yeah, my, yeah i won't say that's exactly that's a great way to put it yeah and, you know with like branding myself and all that kind of stuff i definitely think I've, I've done a decent job at that at least like coming up with a decent yeah yeah definitely like and i think and i've known so many people who have actually wanted my work tattooed on them which is one of the most flattering things i've ever been told so thank you if you have and I would like to actually be able to do those tattoos. Yeah. So that's kind of my that's my dream, and that's kind of as far as it really goes. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Now, do you think? Uh, do you think what has music inspired it at all? 
yes, music has been a heavy inspiration because, like, you know, I was into all that metalcore stuff when I was like a kid and all that. And, you know, I still am very heavily. Like, 18 Visions is also one of my favorite mm-hmm. bands of all time because my dad got me into them very young as well. Nice. But, um, you know, a lot of the music I'm inspired by now is, um, to name a few bands, like, The Acacia Strain is, uh, definitely one of my all-time favorite bands and i know a lot of people hate on them but oh they're, they're i love them i'll tell so you much. what i kind of like i, I kind of never really got into them until yeah. like well it was like probably i want to say it was like 2008 or 9 i went and saw a Haybreed show in poughkeepsie yeah, yeah. at the chance and they were opening yeah and I, for some reason like a week or two before the show i was like let me check these guys out yeah. since i'm seeing them in like a week I'm driving all the way down to poughkeepsie I should probably enjoy more than Hatebreed at this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I checked him out, and I said Continent was out at the time. Oh, and, that's the album that got me into him. Oh, and, uh, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is fucking great. And I've been, a, I've, been, <laughs> I've been a fan ever right? since. Yeah, and like the nice thing, too, is I'm actually, uh, I talk to Vincent quite frequently. Because, oh, nice. Uh, he actually has a bunch of my shirts, and he has my artwork as well. He, he gets me shout-outs every now and then, because... The nice thing about him is like they, they always say like don't meet your heroes and he actually is one of my heroes because yeah, you know occasionally at the end of the day it's just like you know angry music and blah 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 but their music has helped me through a lot of my personal struggles like just because like when you hear someone who's angry about something it helps you to oh, get over the thing you're angry about and I think that's the beauty of metal and extreme music in a whole and like the nice thing is I actually got to meet Vincent on multiple occasions because of my father and stuff like that mm-hmm. and he is just the nicest tallest dude I've ever met he is very tall he is such a nice guy he is so cool and like when he like followed me and like starts liking my photos and stuff I like I'm screaming in my room like oh my god Vincent like my photos because like when your hero likes your stuff it's insane yeah because like that that like blew my mind when I was just like oh my god he's wearing my shirt how cool is that like it's it's just it's just a really cool feeling and like I get a lot of like my ideas from like their songs and like their content and stuff like that and another uh one of my favorite bands is uh the queens of the stone age oh hell yeah um, yeah nice. like i was um i got into them actually because when i used to clean my mother's salon I, my father would give me his ipod and it was filled with queens of the stone age deftones and then like mayhem and like all sorts yeah, of black yeah. metal bands and all sorts of like crazy stuff so i would listen to all that stuff and like so i i was listening to a wide range at a very young age which That's i think good. is awesome yeah because like it definitely helped me to i'm not like you know Oh, I just listen to metal. Oh, I just listen to rock. No, I listen. I listen to everything. Yeah. I'm not like one of those people's like, oh yeah, I listen to everything. Like, yeah. I legitimately listen to like as much stuff as I can. Yeah. That I thoroughly enjoy. Like, yeah. I even like a lot of hip hop too now, but um, you know, and it's definitely that kind of stuff has inspired me so much, especially with the dark imagery and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, with metal and everything like that, but with Queens of the Stone Age, a lot of their work is like the way Josh Hame like paints these scenes with his with his lyrics and stuff like that of these like you know um with the the album before the newest one like the way he like paints his like car crash yeah the whole ordeal and him recovering after that was just like so deep and like it just it meant, like all those records that every, everything that they've done i've loved so much. they're one of the few popular like you know more mainstream rock bands that are and to me, an actual rock an actual, and roll, right, yeah, I mean, rock and roll band. Josh Homme started off in like a, a freaking uh, complete stoner band, like Caius, which yes, was awesome. Yes. And that's kind of the funny thing is like, even though I'm straight edge, like stoner metal is like one of my favorite genres. Same here. It's just it's so great to listen to. Yeah. It's, it's relaxing and it's fun. Like I love it. Well, I always get like sideways looks. I, I think sometimes oh, when yeah. I'm talking to I somebody, and I was just like. Yeah, uh, what's your favorite down song? Uh, Bury Me in Smoke. Oh, and, yeah, exactly. And Hail the Leaf. <laughs> those songs are fucking heavy as hell. Oh, my God, like, It just makes you want to punch a hole through a wall. Yeah. And, like, it's just amazing. Like, and, you know, 
you, you like what you like. Just because you are identify something doesn't mean you can't like something else. Like, yeah. Just because me and you're straight doesn't mean you can't listen to like rappers and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean. Well, I, I I'm usually rolling around with an 18 visions uh, yeah. something 18 yeah, exactly. visions on, and I went to Last Vestige in uh, a record shop in yeah, Albany yeah, yeah. last weekend, and I picked up a Dock in seven inch yeah. and a Madonna single. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing no. Wrong but I, I can tell the guy kind of gave me like a half eyebrow raise, oh, and he's just like, just it's like. Madonna, huh? I'm wearing a Prince shirt underneath Hell this yeah. hoodie right now. Hell yeah. Prince is one of my favorite artists. That's another person who really inspired me. Prince and David Bowie, the way they use their imagery, their costumes, like their their set designs for their stage shows, it's amazing. And like, when I think I think a, a mark of success is when you can have yourself fully associated with a color. You've officially oh, yeah. like Prince yeah. with purple. Like when you've officially associated yourself and like when someone says Prince. Yeah. For some reason, for you me, know, you're first, not thinking of a prince in England. Or I'm something thinking, like that. of thinking of just purple smoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking of prince on his purple motorcycle, kicking ass. Yeah. and doing great solos. <laughs> underrated guitar player, he is very underrated guitar and underrated musician as a whole. Yeah, he plays so many goddamn instruments. It's insane. Yeah, I think I, I forget the number, but I know it was high as hell. But it's insane. And you know, when when him and David Bowie died, like obviously I know it was. Far apart, but like I was so upset. I went into like mourning for like a week. I was so sad because like those those people meant a lot to me, especially to my mother because like she raised me on those guys, especially because mm-hmm. like they just so they meant a lot to me. So like those, I listen to David Bowie every day. I listen to Prince every day. Like those are you know, those guys are great. And may they may their memories live on. Well, there's so much art created between the oh, two yeah, of them exactly, too. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and it's funny because I want to say. I can't remember when it, it wasn't too far apart when they died, right? No, not not really. I think I like a I month or t- a month or two. Almost a year or maybe half. I, it's terrible. I'm, I'm a terrible fan. But either way, they uh, they both spanned into movies as well. Obviously, yeah, exactly. uh, what's the one Prince movie called? Not Purple Rain, but Under the Cherry Moon. Is that the name uh, of that I believe one? So. I believe yeah, so. yeah. Um, but something that's like cringeworthy too. I remember when. Oh yeah. I remember when Prince died and when Bowie died. Like we're seeing you know, Lemmy. Like, they took Lemmy. Oh yeah. And Motorhead. That was heartbreaking. Well, too. that was Lemmy. You just never I mean, thought would die. Yeah, he he did kind of seem like. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne of all goddamn people is still alive and bless his soul for being alive. But it is insane that he is. Oh yeah. Still kicking hardcore and like Lemmy died. And, David but Lemmy was. played, I think, like on December fifteenth or fourteenth or something like that. They played their last show yeah. overseas, mm-hmm. and he died like twelve, fourteen days later. Yeah. So he literally played in Motorhead until oh, yeah. the until, very yeah. end, which is metal as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, if there's any one hundred percent personification of rock and roll, it was oh, Lemmy. Yeah. It was Lemmy. Lemmy, for sure. Uh, you know, which uh, I think at least two or three of these episodes, we've uh, my friend Eric and I have just. Preach the good word of Lemmy because oh, yeah, it's just um, amazing. It's a maniac. It was awesome. Um, I don't think anybody's consumed probably more drugs in his entire lifetime, but still kept no. like a straight. If Jimi Hendrix was still alive, probably yeah. would have him beat, but otherwise, no. Maybe he inspired Lemmy to Maybe. do that because well, well, he, he was he, his roadie. He roadie for Lemmy. He yeah. for Lemmy, which is or no, he roadie for Prince. Or wow, it was Jimi. no, yes, yeah, Jimmy yes, yeah. uh, Lemmy roadie for. Jimmy is what yes. I meant to say. Yes, Jesus fucking throwing Prince in there and everything. Else. I know we got we got Lemmy. If Prince wrote for Lemmy, I'd love to that see would that. Be that would be hilarious. <laughs> I can only imagine the things Lemmy would say. Oh my god. But um, 
But yeah, and another thing I want to touch on because, like, you know, definitely it wasn't just music and, you know, the movies that inspired him was comic books, especially. Yeah, yeah, of course. Comic books, like, oh my God, like, I need them. Like, they're so great because, like, at a very young age, I got into Hellboy. And Hellboy, to this day, is my favorite comic series of all time. It is so well written. Mike Magnolia's artwork is one of the most beautiful and darkest and just most creative ways I've ever seen someone create any form of artwork. It's amazing. See, I'm not, like, huge into comics. Yeah. I, when I grew up, I would read, like, Ninja Turtle oh, yeah. or Batman comics and things like For that. For sure. Um, but, <clears throat> and Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, yes. But I, I wasn't huge on comics. I love mo- the comic movies. Yeah. Now, are you, if you had to choose, are you a DC or are you a Mar- Marvel guy? So, for me, this is actually easy. DC and animated films. Marvel and live action films. Which okay. I think is very fair okay. to say. Because Marvel definitely does a great job with the live action films. Yeah. DC yeah. is struggling a little bit, but they have done great ones in the past. Like, especially the classic Batman movies. Excellent. Even the one with bat nipples. But we don't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> but, you know, definitely... Uh, just got into all like the comic books from a very young age because you know both my parents love comic books too. Both my parents are nerds, which is awesome. So like Christmas yeah, is so easy. It's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I got my mom like Predator <laughs> figures and like I got my dad like comic books and like it's great. It's so easy. So, See, like, you got it. You got it. Great, man. Because I, when uh, when I was a kid, my parents would be like, <sighs> "Give me a Red the, Lobster gift card." What the fuck is Rancid? How <laughs> the fuck? Can I Rancid's <laughs> not at Walmart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're right. But um. But yeah, so like I, I got very lucky in the parent department. Yeah. I have two very creative people <laughs> who love very creative stuff, so I got very fortunate. But yeah, like definitely comic books like definitely got me into art, and it definitely like inspired me from very early. Now, ages. is is Hellboy your favorite favorite comic book series of all time? Like I would never choose anything else. I don't care. It's your favorite comic character, comic character, and comic series. Okay, who else is on that top three list if Ugh. he's number one? Judge Dredd, the second, and the Goon is third. The Goon's a great comic. Have you ever heard of The Goon? No. I think H.P. Lovecraft meets, like, ah, like old-school gangster in, like, the 40s and 50s, wow. and it's just madness. Wow, that's but it's wild. Great. And it's, like, a world filled with zombies and H.P. Lovecraft monsters, and, like, the characters are so hilarious, and, like, it's, it's no so shit. well written. And the artwork's beautiful, because I, I... Forgive me for forgetting the name of the guy, but um, he, like, basically hand-paints everything. And, like, Mike Magnolia does, like, a lot more, like, harder edge to, like, um very minimal colors mm-hmm. this guy like basically does like, oil paintings for like all these like you know scenes and stuff and they're gorgeous and uh, he just did such a good job with the goon and Mike Magnolia with um Hellboy and there's been so many people who have written Judge Dredd it's kind of hard to yeah. keep track of it what did you but, think um, of the Judge Dredd movie that came out back in 2012 you know it was kind of weird for me because like Judge Dredd to me as like a series like in the comic books it's always been like a lot of dark humor so mm-hmm. like it's always been kind of like lighthearted, but still heavy like you know yeah. there's still like a lot of like very graphic like artwork which is kind of what got me into it was like just how like explosive and like crazy the colors were and like you know you're, like how detailed the gore was yeah but like it was still there was still like a lot of humor and heart to it the new movie just kind of I felt like took that away because like it was just so they basically made it like a straight up like gangster shoot 'em up. It was one hundred percent like a serious, yeah. straightforward, very film. serious. And like while that's not bad, it wasn't what I was hoping for. I'm definitely not gonna say I hated the film. I definitely think like it's it's a good film. Mm-hmm. It's just what I liked about like even like the old one that they did is like there was still like a lot of lightheartedness to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's in the comics as yeah, well. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There's like a lot of dark humor in the comics and like they even have like these like little uh panels where it's like these like just random side stories of like these like random characters or mutants in the like universe of it mm-hmm. and just like you know just 
I loved it. Like, I love all, like, the stuff that they've done with the comics and, like, the world that they've built. It's amazing. But, like, definitely that movie, I felt like, kind of took away a lot of, like, the heart of the comics. Yeah. And, yeah, but that's kind of my opinion on that. See, I loved it, but I also know nothing of the comics. Yeah, exactly. So I don't have that, like, expectation of, like, it's not like the comic. Oh, yeah. I'm not that kind of person that was like, oh, it's not like the comics, it's not like the Right, right. If it's fun, I'm going to love it. Yeah, yeah. Again, like what we said, like... It's not always, is this movie good or bad? Is yeah. it entertaining? Is yeah, it, it's yeah. entertaining. Like, definitely it was entertaining, but, like, it was definitely, like, I was expecting, like, more laughs and, like, more mm-hmm. stuff like that, but definitely none of that. But, you know, again, it was still it was still a good movie. I think maybe they swung that way, at least for the film aspect of it. Like I said, I'm unfamiliar with the comic yeah. territory, but I think maybe they swung that way because Stallone, it was, it seems so hokey to have yeah. Stallone play that, that for they're like, sure. we got to swing a little more serious with this. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, the guy who uh, directed it, I think it's uh, Adi Shackner. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name. He's actually a great, really great director, and he actually did the Castlevania anime series that they did on Netflix, which is insane. I've heard great shit about that, Dude, actually. it's amazing. Like, it watch that it's five episodes of your life and it's amazing like i've heard a lot of good i think you're the second or third person that's brought that up and said how amazing that it is. is so good because like the, the animation is beautiful and i remember i was being into anime like again when i was a teenager but like more so now I'm, i like if i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna like research types of shows i want to watch like i'll still go back and watch dragon ball z i'll watch you know um uh, Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. and uh, the Gundam series even though there's like a million different spinoffs of all of them now yeah. but you know th- I still love to go back and watch them so but uh, definitely uh, yeah definitely that's a that's a good one but now if you had to uh, we're gonna do a couple top five lists alright alright or maybe we'll do top three to make it a little all easier right. uh, top five or top three albums right. top off oh. Okay. And they don't even have to be, like, your absolute all-time top all right. three, but the first, like, three of the best albums you can think of right now. Queens of the Soul Names, Songs for the Deaf, because that was the album that got me into them. Because, as I was saying, like, when I would clean my mom's salon, like, that's the album that I had on repeat. I listened to every word of it. And I actually worked at Soundgarden for a year. And uh, the it was the first album I ever bought in Soundgarden as a kid. No with shit. With my own money. And then it was the first album I ever uh, put on when I had the choice to put it on in Soundgarden. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Wow, that's like, awesome. That record's always stuck with me. I like I know every word of it, every line of it, every, like, in the beginning when, like, the car door opens and, like, they're doing the radio, like, I'm mouthing all the words to, like, the radio stations and stuff like uh. that. Like, I love that record so much. It's so many good memories with that. And um, second record, Acacia Strains, The Dead Walk, because that is such nice. a heavy heavy record and even though Continent's what got me into them and that's like a phenomenal record I love everything they've ever done yeah no matter what even that early stuff but Dead Walk is such a hard hitting record and still stands so well to this day it, like I was in that every day like it's such a great yeah it's like, that's good pump up music yeah but like, all their new stuff is amazing too but mm-hmm. they just had like a lot of lineup changes so the sound has changed but the last four records have been very consistent with like a, the same sound mm-hmm. Dead Walk was definitely interesting because very like hardcore ish vocals but like just such like down tempo like just heavy chugging. Guitars. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if you really listen to the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such such a great record. It's uh, it's funny because like you, Continent got me into them. Yeah, exactly. And then I went back and I was so blind like oh cause, yeah because yeah. during that like that golden age of metalcore oh, like. Yeah. Because I first started going to shows in the early 2000s. Yeah. So, like... Before the swoop back hair yes. and extra tight yes. pants. Yes. It was... And I talked about this endlessly on different uh, episodes, too. Back when you could have, like... You could have 
hardcore bands and more like rock and I hate to use the term because it's a, a cringe Screamo. word screamo, screamo or like emo bands and metal or metalcore bands play together oh yeah because we're seeing like people like, hopes fall play with like lamb of god and oh, stuff yeah. like, like that stuff was like all coming around the same time but like a lot of people were like all into it it's not like now we're like everything's very like click yeah it's all segregated like, click like hardcore kids stay over here metalcore kids stay over there you know the shoegaze kids stay over there yeah you exactly know, it's you know it's ridiculous and I, and I hate that because now it's so hard for bands to do like bigger bills because like they can't like it's hard to get bands that they are like to tour so sometimes they have to bring on these like other bands like you yeah. know like let's say a hardcore band's touring but they have to have a deathcore down tempo band right and like people who see that like oh I'm not into that I don't want to go see that go support it go out and see a band playing with bands that you don't know or have never listened to you might end up loving them oh absolutely like, you never know like I can't tell you how many times I've went to like a heavy show for heavy bands and then found like a you know a more you know poppier sounding punk band oh yeah or or you know like a you know forgive the term emo screamo yeah, type yeah, band yeah. you know a rock band with more screamy like yeah, exactly. emotive exactly vocals what about, yeah. yeah um but i can't tell you how many times i've done that and it's cool to see bands like every time i die oh, who yeah. can go tour the knocked loose and now this oh, year yeah, they're no. doing t- t- dates with fallout boy they're ridiculous it's insane it's, it's awesome though because they they deserve it oh they're um, one of the they best they are such a hard-working and great band such great people i've never met them but all i've ever heard is great things about them so that makes me super happy mm-hmm. it's great when you hear about a band you love that like is filled with great people well they're they're not detached yeah exactly. from because yeah. you have band, bands that are smaller than them and have done less and toured less and they act like that. assholes because yes. they don't want like oh no I won't take pictures or oh no I won't sign yeah. unless you pay me like like I've seen bands like who have been around for like a year and like you know they're touring and like good for them for like getting big but when they're like already doing VIP packages for like 80 or 100 dollars I'm like come on get over yourself yeah. let kids who want to see you meet you like I get that if you're playing a huge festival or something like that, but if you're playing like a club show, just meet the kids. Yeah. Just hang out with them. Yeah. Like I'm never gonna be the type of artist who's like, oh well, you can meet me, but only if you buy this piece. Or yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone who wants to talk to me about my stupid stuff. Yeah. I love doing it and I love talking about it. It's like I love hearing what other people are doing, whether it be artwork, music, or anything creative. I love hearing what people are doing because it's, have it's you, fascinating. Have you heard of The Damn Things? Oh, Which, yeah. yeah. That fucking record that they put out, yes. Ironoclast, mm-hmm. it's it's so good. It is. I it's listen great. to that, like, yeah, at least once or twice a month. Yeah, you got, to. You, got, you, got, you got to listen to different things. You yeah. got to listen to fun new things, and it's awesome. But third, what's the third album? If oh, you had to throw another one on there. Yeah. Something that you listen to pretty consistently. Yeah. Oh, God. It's... Uh, what is it? I love Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Is oh, I fucking definite. love Depeche Mode. And it's really hard for me to pick a record from them, and so I'm gonna take the easy way out and say Greatest Hits by Depeche Mode. Uh, there you go. Because that band, because you can't really choose a record with that band, because almost every record they've done has, yes, had very similar like themes, but like so different musically on each one. Cause they, oh yeah. Because you know they start off with just synths and actually an electronic drum or like a drum track playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious because I could watch videos of it. It looked like a giant old like camp or um, video um, system for like you know old movie theaters and stuff. Yeah, like that. And it's just going. Yeah, but like now they like when they incorporated guitars and like you know the synths, beautiful. They make some of the most beautiful, memorable music you'll ever hear, and like that's why I love their greatest hits album and like all their albums in general. But the greatest hits especially because it just kind of does a great like you know lapse of like rundown of, evolution. Of them, yeah, because they are a band that has evolved and has stayed amazing. Have you seen them live yet? I've never seen them live. 
I wish. I have not either, but I saw, I watched a bunch of videos oh, of their yeah, tour yeah. last oh, year. Yeah, they're insane. It's fucking amazing. And they're all in their 50s. Yeah, and they're all still like running around screaming. Yeah. They're great. They're, they're amazing musicians and they, they stay true to the test of time. I'd have to say I'd go probably go with Black Celebration for my favorite. That's a good one. DP record. It's understandable. And if I were to pick a fourth band, I'll do two more. Okay. Two oh, more. perfect. Because I, the Smiths. And oh, I know a lot yeah. of people hate on the Smiths. I know Morris. He's kind of insane. He's a polarizing character he for sure. He's weird as hell, but I love his music, and it's great sad boy stuff, and I love it. Um, so I'm going to say The Queen is Dead for them. Nice. Queen is Dead by the Smiths. Very memorable songs. And Franklin and Mr. Shankly is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard because it's basically about talking to a mugger while you're being mugged. Yeah. And it's hilarious. But, um,. And I find myself singing their songs every day. So they're definitely catchy bastards. And if I were to go to a fifth, it would be Black Sabbath self-titled. Excellent. Because that is a very excellent record. And that's kind of what got me into all that stoner doom metal and oh, yeah. stuff. Because like, that's just a gateway. And oh, once that, once you're into, once you discover Black Sabbath, I mean, I think Scott Ian said it before. Or and he said, you know, Black Sabbath wrote all the riffs. Everyone else is just copying them after oh, that Oh, yeah, because like, you, you know? can only play... <laughs> you can only play like the yeah. slowest riffs yeah. so many times. <laughs> so like after like 30, 40 years of that, like, you know, what, what can you expect? Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say that's definitely my top five. Hell yeah. That's a great list. Thank you. Uh, wide spanning. I like it. Very. So... What would you say if you had to name top top five movies? Oh, uh, God, here we go. Okay. Aliens at the top, because excellent. Alien? A- Alien 2. Alien 2. Let's go with Alien okay. 2. Okay. The Marines were such a great idea, and if they just kept on going with that, that's awesome. That's great. If they kept on going with that, that would have been a perfect way to do the whole series. Yeah. But 1 and 2 are great. 2 is the best to me, though. Two is definitely the best. Yeah, two is definitely like a memorable favorite characters, for sure. Yeah. yeah, very like awesome, like you know, shootout scenes with the animals. Michael Bean is still like, oh man, he's champion, amazing man, champion. But um, Corporal Hicks. Yes, let me see for a second. Wait, I'm gonna be kind of a, of a basic dude right now, just kind of name a bunch of like you know, well-known horror movies. But you know, I love the Halloween series. Mm-hmm. I like it more than Friday the Thirteenth. I think. Because I know that everyone's like, oh, they're the same. Mm. But I definitely like uh, Halloween more. Oh, they're completely different. Yeah, they're definitely different, but like people always compare them. Oh, them. yeah, like, yeah, for like, sure. Oh, it's just slashers, but no, you know, they're fun. Guy with a mask. Oh, yeah, guy with a mask. Yeah. yeah, guy with a knife, but, you know, machetes and chainsaws and axes. They, yeah. they change it up. Yeah. But uh, I would say definitely that's my second. And for third movie, I would say um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Because that's a movie that definitely yeah. got me into like that whole, like, Kind of, it was kind of like a great, great way to get me into creepier stuff. Yeah, but like you know, it's for kids. It was still like yeah, playful. Like, it, yeah. it was playful and fun, but like they're all a bunch of dead people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's funny. So that was definitely my third first movie I ever saw in theaters. Oh really? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, first one. I don't know if I ever went to the theaters before that, but that was the only that was you the remember. first memory of yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing a movie. I in can't theaters. remember mine, which is terrible. But, <laughs> um, and then if I were to say I'm on fourth now, right? Yeah, Predator. Yeah. Nice. Again, Predator. Look, the oh, Predator yeah. ones. That's great. <laughs> we have so many Predator figures in our house. It's oh, insane. We it's have... still like a landmark action film. It's so good. It's so. It's it's great. 
And I love Arnold so much. Oh, he's, so he's the fucking man. He is so great. Okay, now fifth. Did you listen to the Arnold episode yet? Oh, I haven't. I have to. We I have a listen. To we it. have a Stallone episode. I too. will listen to it. And then fifth, I'm going to go with RoboCop. Oh, of course, yeah, yes. RoboCop one. But yeah, I would say that's it. And I know it's kind of like all kind of in like the same area of time. But I would definitely say that because a lot of the new stuff I see that comes out, it just doesn't really make me think. Wow, that was super memorable. Or that was like yeah. I would, like the Marvel movies, they're all great, but like those movies that I watched back then, they were different. For the times, they were brand new. They were crazy. They were doing stuff no one else was doing. Ah, uh, you know what? I should have added this. Evil Dead, if I were to pick a six. Because mm-hmm. Evil Dead, great great series as a whole. Yes. Yeah. I love every one of those. And the new show that they did Astros is Evil amazing. Dead. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes of the first season. It almost beats the movies. It's I, so great. Just, and I'm not, I'm not huge. I love the Evil Dead. Yeah. I love Evil Dead too, yeah. And I love Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. I went as Ash when I was like 12 years old. Yeah. It was hilarious. When I watched the first few episodes of that first season, I was blown away oh, yeah, how no, good it was. It's so good, so good. But um, definitely, I would definitely say those are like my top like movies. Yeah. And then uh, well, what else we got? Let's see. Okay. We'll go with this. All right. Top three artists. Mm. Now, it could be anything. It could be mm. Geiger for doing like alien stuff. Yeah. It could be anything from directors to, to our actual Yes, artists. just straight up artists, whether it be a director, an actor, an author. Alright. Hmm. If I were to go with top artist, and I'm actually gonna go with someone very modern, Bailey Illustrations, because um they I it's just Bailey online, but like uh, that's what he goes by mm-hmm. on Instagram's Bailey Illustrations. He is a phenomenal artist because he combines like, you know, he makes these like really detailed, like awesome skeletons and then like he Combine some like women and like these beautiful like portraits and stuff like that. It's mm. amazing. His work's phenomenal, and um, he he inspired me so much to do like the whole framing thing that I've been doing recently mm-hmm. and like just the skulls in general. Because I was like, okay, I, I love skulls. Let's just draw skulls a lot. Yeah. And like he, watching, I like look at his work every time. I have his like uh, this little booklet he made for October, like all of his drawings. Like I look at that every day. I'm just like, damn, damn, damn. It's great. Like yeah. everything he does in there is beautiful, and. Then for a second, I'm going to go with Mike Mignola because he is absolutely phenomenal. And the thing I love about him, too, is he does interviews. He's not a pompous asshole. Yeah, he's he doesn't, actually like, doesn't hide. And he's like going to comic shops and doing interviews with him and his wife. They're like a power couple. It's oh, great. great. I love them. They're, they're like, they seem like the chillest people ever, and I want to meet him so badly. And like his, his artwork just inspired me so much to actually do what I do. Like I just remember like reading those Hellboy comics as a kid. I was like, okay, this is so cool. How can I do something similar? Like, yeah. You know? And that definitely was just kind of a, a point like where I got my ideas for using like limited colors and stuff like that and just like the really hard edges and just dark things in general for the artwork. Mm-hmm. But um and the way he does his landscapes without even using that much detail in them is amazing to me. I don't know how he does it. It's fantastic. The way you can like basically paint like an entire cemetery behind Hellboy with like only like a few lines and stuff like that. Yeah. It's insane to me. It's it's amazing. And then if I were to pick Third, oh god, this is hard. This is actually the hard one because artists are a lot harder because yeah, it's a lot more stuff involved with them. But um, uh, who would I go with? I'm actually gonna say something. That I'm kind of surprised I'm even saying, but Picasso, which is weird because like you know, oh, okay. I was never into abstract stuff when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I remember I um I learned about him in school and like I was just like okay, this is kind of cool. Like I- I'm still to this day not really into abstract work, but I really liked the way he did series how he had, like, the blue period and, like, all these different types of time periods where he was using, like, specific colors, and they were beautiful. Because, like, there are a lot of paintings he's done that aren't, like, the crazy abstract stuff. Like, a lot of the work he does is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has such a 
freaking catalog of work. It's insane. So you can find like so much stuff that you would have never even known about. And so I definitely think he had an inspiration as well and just like the way he like made things like look a certain way that was familiar to you but at the same time like it was just a bunch of shapes or it was just a bunch of like random lines that he drew and but it actually isn't like you're looking at like a a bunch of lines that like someone just painted now and like oh it's a bird like no it's not like with the way he drew stuff like you could tell like a person was made of like shapes and stuff like that yeah like, very very unique way of doing so i definitely say he was he was the third so i definitely go with that nice so yeah uh, someone to touch on artists, you know, being more down to earth and yeah. accessible to their fa- yeah. to their fans and stuff. Uh, buddy of mine actually met Kevin Eastman. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, and he said he was most regular, normal, down to earth guy. That's great. That's what you want to. And you were he he did it like a convention, and he was just, like signing stuff. But when you met him, he would do an original Ninja Turtles drawing. That's for you. amazing. I would. Oh, that'd be amazing. So, like, he told me uh, he got, like, one of, like, Michelangelo. This guy in front of him got one of Michelangelo, like, slouched up against the wall with, like, a can of pizza sauce. That's, like, he was drunk on it. It was, like, amazing. a little burp thing by his face. In my life. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. And I think it's funny that we talk so much about Judge Dredd, and Judge Dredd is right behind you for the anthrax on that's the law a, flag. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I need that. That's, that's I found that on eBay randomly. Really? Yeah. Years ago, it's <laughs> seriously. It is a great place to find stuff. But uh, I think we'll wrap it up. All right. That's all right Sounds with good. you. Sounds good. But uh, tell everyone where they can find you online and any information as far as buying your stuff online, yeah. your shirts, okay. or anything like that. So uh, you can find me at uh, Doom underscore Tunes. It's not Tunes like music. It's T O N S, which is like a very common misconception. Yeah, so yeah. That's the way to find it. Uh, I I mainly post on there. I don't really do Facebook anymore, uh, just because Instagram has a much better feedback. Uh, I have a website linked to all my products in the page and um, a couple shows just to plug real quick. On February 17th, I'm doing a show with my buddy Larky Mungus at the Spark Art Space. It's going to be an open market from 12 to 6. Tons of great artists. going to be awesome. And I'm doing my first solo art show March 3rd at Timeless Tattoo. Oh, nice. I'm being a part of their first, um, it's a lowbrow artist series. So uh, I, I think I'm the first one to do it, which is awesome. It's a huge honor, and I can't believe Jamie Santos asked me to do it. So thank you. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a reception from 5 to 9 on March 3rd. So come on out if you can. Thank nice. You. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Uh, thanks for stopping over. And, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully have me on soon. Uh, yes, and uh, maybe after the art show, we'll see how your first art show oh, goes. Oh, yeah, we won't be able to do a review of that. Yeah, right? <laughs> see how it goes. All right, man, thanks. Thank you. And that was Charles Beekner of Doom Tunes. Uh, be sure to check him out on Instagram at Doom underscore Tunes. That's T-O-O-N-S. Um, really, uh, really cool young cat. Uh, really uh, nice guy. And uh, we had a lot to talk about, so I'm pretty sure he's going to be uh, f- a frequent guest on this uh, show uh, more and more as the time goes on because we had uh, plenty to talk about. But check him out. You can check us out at Heart Guide Media on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and at Heart Guide Media. Um, you can find us uh, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. That's the way you can listen to this podcast. And uh, give us a follow. Give us a, a like, a review, um, preferably a five stars. And uh, check out all the episodes. We've got so many episodes up now. I think we got over 30 episodes up. Um, and there's going to be plenty more coming. 
Uh, so uh, spread the word, and thanks to everybody all over the. It's it's still uh, odd saying it, but all over the world that are listening. I saw we had uh, plays in uh, Japan and in Spain. So shout out to anybody that can decipher all the stupidity that we talk about on this podcast. But uh, shout out to Charles again for coming on and being on the podcast. It was uh, it was a lot of fun having him on, and. Uh, And, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week, and thanks for uh, listening.